0: What's up? What's up, Mr. Hip Hop Vegan? Coming with another podcast on Committed Society today, um, and we're gonna continue with the book, uh, "The Finding of the Third Eye" by Vera Stanley. This is gonna be Chapter Ten: Secrets of the Sound, Secrets of Sound. Um, like I said, we're almost done with this book. Um, like, and also what I said, this book is um very superficial on all the information. Um, It is in the metaphysical section. So if you do want to purchase it, um, I believe Amazon is the best bet. Um, The finding of the third eye. Um, Like I said, I've been gone a while. Um, Actually been a week since I did. A week and a, I think a week and a half. Um, Yeah, you know, sometimes things happen, committed society. So I'm going to do my best to be consistent. Like I said, two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, And once I'm done with this book, it'll be like in a a regular podcast. But like I said, something just tell me to read this book. So I decided to go ahead and read the book. So Committed Society, The Finding of the Third Eye, um, Chapter 10, Secrets of Sound. In the beginning was the word. Thus is the importance of sound emphasized to us. Although so simple and directly that it is easy to miss its significance, the universe was created by speech. The creator did not act, he spoke, he said, let there be light, and there was light. Let us not pass over these words with a shrug as if were charming fairy tales designed to enthrall the naive people of old. The deepest scientific knowledge of all time was already thus veiled by symbolism and by myth and riches reward every effort at interpretation. Certain of of the ancient people made a profound study of chemistry. The fact that they chose to give their chemicals the names of gods and goddesses and describe their reactions under the guise of myth and legend does not in the least detract from the actual knowledge. On the contrary, it may show how much deeper and further they penetrated into the realm of ultimate causes than men of science do today. We are told by those teachers of antiquity that formation of the universe out of chaos was brought about to the breath and word of the creator by sound. Certain sound produced different sets of vibrations in the ether. Some of these were of such low frequency that they formed particles of what we call matter or physical substance. They could not be light as we know it without minute specks of matter in the ether to reflect it. We learned that later these particles of matter collide Kohler Co- uh, Co- said the force of their mutual attraction or gravity causing them to commence spinning. The endless arrangements thus force produce their solar system and all that is therein. We can gain an idea of the infinite numbers of these arrangements by considering that vast scale of vibrations which, with which we dealt in chapter 2. The little section of oscillations on the scale to which the ear can react and which we know as sound are of comparatively low frequency. They occur below the heat vibrations. A vibration of 16 per second gives the lowest note heard by the human ear. And the scale of sound runs up nearly 40,000 vibrations per second. This speed is the highest which we can register as, as sound. Higher up on the scale, vibrating at about 70 million, million million times per second begin the vibrations, which we know as heat. And to which the heat centers in our skin react above, above these come the light and color vibrations and above those are the x-ray and the subtle vibrations of the mind. Below the sound vibrations come those of chemical substance which make up physical world. It is said that the whole scale of vibration is divided up into octaves of seven. Each octave is a replica of the others and only functions at a double to treble speed of vibration thus merely as a sm- sm- simile, supposing the first note of the octave C to vibrate at 20 per second. We might find that a certain number of octaves lower down the vibrations of the first note of an octave as say perhaps 20 per minute will be apparent to us for instance the metal iron the first note of octave several hundred times higher up on the scale will be apparent to us as color red and far higher up still as the emotion of anger or passion. All these different expressions of one note of vibration as well as many others in between are ruled, controlled, or eminent from the planet Mars according to certain schools of thought and express the good and bad qualities which are associated with the planet. By studying such theories, we can realize that intimate connection between sound and all other expressions of life sound is low down on the scale and comes just above form. Therefore, sound is the intermediary, intermediary. intermediary between the abstract idea and the concrete form. Sounds mold the ether into shape and through these shapes the corresponding power is able to play and make its and make its impress or physical matter. The clanvoid primitive people actually saw the shapes produced in the ether by sound. They represent the shapes or letters of the alphabet. So most words are sounds of of the early language actually actually controlled and representing that which they expressed when those people called on God, Ra, they established a connection just as definitely as we do when we tune in our wireless to Paris or London. Throughout history we can learn of this deliberate, effective use of sound. Priests have always employed it, creating certain definite reactions on people by the use of chanting, intoning, and ancient mysteries. Magical ceremonies, rites, words, sounds, and shapes were combined to gain certain ends. Each one of these is intensely affected by sound waves, which of course pass right through our bodies. Every object and every person that has a keynote, in other words, the sum of their vibrations respond to one particular note or chord of the musical scale. If a person's note or chord is sounded gently and melodiously melodiously, it has healing and constructive influence upon him if it sounded loudly harshly and continuously it has correspondingly destructive influence making that person ill and unhappy if you can discover the note belongs belonging to a particular wine glass and sound it loudly into the glass for a little while you will shatter the glass to pieces it is said that one It is said that the walls of Jericho fell because of the same law, as the keynote of the wall was purposely sounded with continuous harshness by the trumpets under the instructions of someone with a knowledge not uncommon in those days. An instrument has lately been invented called the Phone. it contains highly stretched drum surface which is paste and spread sounds and words are then uttered underneath these drums they cause beautiful shapes in the form of paste exact replicas of trees ferns and flowers as they are in nature if sand is spread on the drum instead of paste the sounds will produce geometrical design instead of plant forms it is even said that ugly and obscene words would produce ugly And displeasing patterns and reverse. The experiment proves its creative aspect of sound and helps us to visualize the definite forms and radiation set up to to the ether by our own words. The sound with which are surrounded in present day city life are mostly harsh, monotonous and unbeautiful. If the roar of the traffic was soundly to seize us, we walk down the street. We should find that we have been screaming discordantly at our companion to make ourselves heard. Our pleasure are also most truly noisy. At the average cocktail party, everyone shouts at shout at once. The hostess is disappointed. If it's not so, while some of the dance music is harsh beyond words, tube trains and bus all add their quota to the barrage of hideous noise which we have to endure. People are all obliged to listen day after day to sound which are disc- discordant difference in nature laws which Invitably become sick or depleted and soon be suffering from one of these innumerable nerve complaints which are order of the day. The only way to counteract these bad effects would be the healing of damaged nerve sentries with Susan Harmonious or which bless balm of complete silence for a short period every day. If a person is able to discover his own keynote or chord and to play it over gently to himself he will receive as it if by magic one keynote can be ascertained to listening to some good orchestral music when the note is played it will send a thrill right through its owner if a person's life is, is in the same way in harmonious or destructive this can be detected at once in his voice which will often jar open the listener's nerves whereas one who's living in accordance with divine law would have a me- melodious pleasing voice the more advanced types of people have resonant voice while primitive types have the flat chest voices such as are heard among natives, gypsies, or the Apaches of Paris. The creative use of sound can be observed on all sounds. The baby cries and promote its own growth. Until the little one has uttered its first cry, its progress is not assured. It is said that the birds set up vibrations which promote the growth of young leaves by their singing in the early spring when the leaves are all full of birds song ceases except at twilight and at dawn at which times the chemical activities of the plant life change at night plant plant life breathes our carbon, out carbon dioxide although during the day it breathes out oxygen the times of the change over are heralded by the birds The ancient Japanese mystics such as the Zen monks were said to be able to bring the dead or dying back to life by uttering a certain loud cry. An interesting description of this can be found in the novel, The Garden of Vision. Some people assert that in order to connect ourselves with the power and wisdom, we should go apart to a quiet place and call our own Christian name over and over very gently, uttering a noun or names create a form of the ether which act as receiving stations to certain powers which can play through it. Tennyson declared that he could leave his own body consciously and gain much experience by calling his own name. He described this as ancient sage. The potent action of sound has always been recognized and applied throughout history, but at the present time, a stringent tackling of sound problem is urgently needed. An anti-noise campaign is actually in existence, but its efforts are not much in evidence as yet and have not received the wholeheartedly public support which they deserve. The medical profession is experimenting with the healing the properties of sound, but it is up to every individual to take a personal interest in his vital problems and all the infinite possibilities connected with it. Those who really wish to get the best of our lives should shun in harmonious noise and all superfluous. Super Superfluous chatter they should feed their spirit and nerves with music. they should sing often, aiming more at rhythm and resonance than in loudness and high notes they should study the tones of their own speaking voice to gain an insight into their own character. They should watch and guard their own words, remembering that in speaking they are building definite forms for good or for evil, which will persist in either connecting their own permanently with good or evil influence and attracting to him which that he may ignorantly consider he has not deserved. Lastly, they should remember that all... That as all the sages and wise ones are aware, the greatest inspiration and wisdom has been bestowed upon humanity during periods of profound and complete silence. So Today you go, guys. That was chapter 10, um, "The Science of Sound." Um, it was a very short chapter. Um, hopefully you get in something out of this book. Um, like I said, we're almost done with this book, ha- more than halfway done now. Um, we just got a few more chapters left and from there, then it'll be a a regular scheduled podcast. (laughs) So everybody, thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, like I said, hopefully everybody's doing great and have a great one. Committed Society. Peace.